Romans 1.17, I just want to read this to us from the Passion. Uh, it says, this gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness. The, you know, God's righteousness is not just, see, it's, it's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God that we need to be really, really acquainted with. Man, do you know how good God is? I, I mean, you know, do, do we really know how good God is? And how that, you know, he doesn't change. He doesn't change in the middle of a circumstance. He doesn't change when, uh, you know, when the weather is different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He, he is an awesome, awesome God. And, and, and he's for you, not against you, right? And, and what we need to be pressing into is a continual revelation. A revelation is when uh, the curtain, that word literally means to draw back the curtain so that you can see, so that you can know what was not known up until now. So, so there are things about God that, that, that he wants to reveal to you. And this is, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just think this is kind of cool that God wants to show you things that you don't know yet. God, God wants to introduce himself. There are things about God that you don't have a clue about, right? I mean, you, you, you might think you know God, but let me tell you something. You're still getting to know God. Okay, I said, you're still getting to know God, and, and, and God's going to blow you away. And, and this revelation, if we, can, if we can experience a continual revelation, it'll move us. King James says that, it, you know, from faith to faith. I like this translation because it says it moves us from receiving life through faith. So, so not only have I, have I received life through faith, but now I have the power of living by faith. Man, I'm going to tell you something. That there's this huge difference between just receive. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to pray. We're going to put it in God's hands, and then then we're going to go back out into the world, and all hell's going to break loose. Hello, you know, because how many of us know that there have been moments in life that that's kind of how we had to operate. We just had to say, okay, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm giving this to you. I still don't know what to do or how to do it. We're still in a giant mess. Uh, you know, we've still got these huge problems, but, but, and, and and I'm supposed to be like believing that you're causing all things to work together for my good. You, you know, was that a great story that Fredo shared this morning? I, I just think it's awesome. And. Uh, and the thing is, uh, and the thing is, is that that's real. I mean, it's not like he didn't make that up. And, and that's real. And, 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 but there are moments in the beginning, you know, where you're taking your life and you're just, you're just like, okay, God, man, just okay. And you're, you're going to help me. You're going to help me through this. And it's, you're going you're gonna to make things better. But, but when you get to a different place, when you actually are living with power, the power to live, by faith, like, 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 like when, when the enemy shows up, you are equipped to demonstrate his defeat. Huh? Come on, like you're not intimidated. You're not intimidated. You know, uh, uh, you're not scared. Look at somebody say, I ain't scared. You know, it's like, uh, like James said, and, and uh, uh, you, you know, we're not going to go back there right now, but, but well, I am sort of. But like James said, hey, when, when, when trouble comes, that's a gift. When challenges come, you're supposed to consider that a sheer gift. Count it all joy. 
Call it. Call it a blessing from God. Wait a minute. What are you talking about? Call it a blessing from God. This isn't going the way I wanted it to. This isn't happening. You know, if I, if I was in charge, it, you know, I wouldn't have included this little, you know, side trail. He said, you know what I want you to do? I want you to look at life and realize that. See, I think a lot of us, what we're having to do is we're having to take one more step in the transition, in the growth, in the transformation process to where you're not just living for God, but you're actually letting God live through you. That, that it's like that you begin to understand that, you know, because a lot of times I think when we're trying to receive by faith, then we're telling God everything that we want and, and believing that he's going to respond and, and give us what we want. But when, you're, when you have the power to live by faith, you're not, you're not telling God just what you want, but you're actually seeking God for what he wants. Okay, so, so now it's, it's like Jesus said, not my will, but your will. So now, now I'm living for your will. Now, now it's not my thought, but your thought. God, I, I, I'm tired of my thoughts. I'm ready to receive your thoughts. Huh? You know, because when you take God's word, if you stay in it long enough, you're going to get his thoughts. If you get his thoughts, you can begin to see what he sees. And, and, he, and there's a transformation, and he's pulling us up to this place where no matter what happens in life, we know that we've been equipped for this moment. Okay, we, we, we're, we're, we're not just going through life, but we're, we are being empowered by God to deal with it and to have victory. Come on, you, you've got what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat. I'm telling you today, you have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat no matter where you're at. This thing that's going on, yeah, but this, I, I don't have strength for this, right? Because it's not your strength, it's his strength, right? Remember when he said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit? right? It's not by might. Well, can I just tell you a little something? It, there ain't nobody mightier than God. But he said, it ain't, it's not even my might. It's not by power. And you're thinking your power. No, he's saying, I don't even have to, you know what? I got enough power. I got enough power. You know, think about the power that God has. God says, let me tell you how this is going to operate. It's not going to be my might, not going to be my power, but it's going to be my spirit. Well, what's that mean? Well, where's his spirit? It's in you. You got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, quickening your mortal body. Hello, somebody. You're a victory getting ready to happen. Hell's having a meeting right now trying to figure out what to do with you because if you get a continuation of the revelation, the revelation's going to cause a transformation, and the transformation is going to empower you for a demonstration. And you're going to demonstrate Satan's defeat all the way back to your house. And the thing that you thought was crazy and out of control, you're going to recognize it. Wait a minute. God, 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 I think Chris said it this morning. He said, you know, uh, how'd you put that? That the, that the, it, it was something about a setup. That, yeah, the setback. God's going to make a, you're going to realize it ain't a setback. It's a setup. It's an opportunity. Oh, come on. What would happen, if, you know, and I like double dog dare you to go through this week and look at every problem, but from a different perspective. It's not a problem. This is an opportunity. We got an opportunity here, okay? I got an opportunity. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want any opportunities. <laughs> yeah, you do. You want the fruit of it. You know, how, how, well, can, can you imagine the story of David if you took out Goliath? It would not be very impressive. He, well, he was a good shepherd. Nice. 
and, 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 and he, he could play the harp. Really? I mean, have you seen that commercial and it's open harp night? And it says, is that a real thing? He goes, oh, it's real. No, it ain't. There's no such thing as open harp night. Okay. Uh, you take out the challenge and there's no way to prove the potential. Remove the challenge, you can't prove your potential. You know, I mean, think about it. David didn't waste his time when he was out there, you know, taking care of dad's sheep. He could have been on Facebook and Netflix, but he didn't, right? He, he practiced with the sling, and he developed a skill on the harp. And those things, and those little things that he was doing set him up. I mean, without being able to play that harp, the, the door to the king would never have been open. He wouldn't have been able to get access to the king. The opportunity, he wouldn't have had the opportunity. If he wasn't great with the sling, then he would, you know, he, he, he well, he, he couldn't have won. So he developed some things in, 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 his private, in his private time. See, I think most of us, we, we're, we're, act, we're making sure that we're doing the right things when everybody's watching. And today I want to challenge you, make sure you're doing the right little things when ain't nobody watching. See, what you want to do is, why? Because it's, it's the little things that are going to open up the door to the bigger things in your life. We want, we want a great door of opportunity, but you're not handling the little doors right. So if you don't handle the little doors right, then the big door is going to really mess you up. Because the big door is a bigger opportunity, but I'm going to tell you something, that the key to the big door is the same size as the key to the little door. It's, it's, it, 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 the key is, is what you're doing, what you're doing in the little things, okay? Uh, we, and, and, you know, we've kind of been going through a book. We got it out at the Info Center if you want to pick it up. It's called The Proving Ground. And, and The Proving Ground basically is Kevin Gerald t- teaching about nine different tests that, that we're all constantly going through. And, and a test always precedes a promotion. And we want something bigger. We're believing God for an exceptional future. Okay, for an ex- but you can't have an exceptional future if you can't handle ordinary challenges. Can, can I just tell you something? That the exceptional future that God has for you is, is not, it's not like absent of, of the giants. See, David did the little things right, and he got himself positioned so that when the opportunity came, he could prove his potential. See, you're, you're in the middle of a test right now. You're in the middle of a challenge right now. I promise you, you the, the, there's an area of your life that's being tested. There's a test. And if you pass the test, man, you are, you are, you are positioned for a promotion in your life. But you can't be running away from the test and acting like, well, man, that's just the devil. Well, if it's just the devil, take his head off. Come on, let, let's get real. Let's look at your neighbor and say, get real with the little things. We want great opportunity, but we don't handle little things correctly. You know, it, it, it's little things. Look at 1 Corinthians 16.9. For a great door of effectual is open unto me. For a great door and effectual is open unto me. This is, this is a great door, basically, and effectual. It means this is, there, there is this amazing opportunity in front of me, and there are many adversaries. See, we're looking for the easy door. We're looking for the simple door. We, we, we want, you know, we, we want to be fit without exercise, right? We want to be rich with, without saving, we want to be smart without an education. 
I'm, I'm letting some of the, the ones that we want I don't run out of my head because I don't want to say them because they're not appropriate. <laughs> the door to your opportunity, not only, Paul wrote this as, as not, not, this isn't the reason I'm not going, this is why I'm going that way, because I can see the door and so can my enemy. Man, I'm telling you that the greater the opportunity, the greater the opposition. Look, look at it in the message. A huge door of opportunity for good has opened up here. And there is also mushrooming opposition. Can I just tell you something? That the opposition in your life, it's going to grow too. I said the opposition in your life is going to grow too. And what you want to do is not let the opposition outgrow you. See, and what a lot of us have done is that we, have, we haven't actually pressed in and developed our, our self, our inner man. We, we haven't gotten any bigger. We haven't gotten any stronger. We haven't gotten any smarter. You know, but, but the opposition's increasing. And I'm telling you that you, you have what it takes. You have what it takes to demonstrate Satan's defeat. But, but you got, but you got to press it. And you got, well, where do I start? It's the little things. It's the little things, man. I, you know, if, if I had a bunch of time, we'd go through this thing. But I encourage you, get in your Bible, see what God says. God says that to, to get yourself off the bottle and to wean yourself from your mama, what it is is precept upon precept, precept upon precept, right? Line upon line, line upon line. Here a little, there a little. It's the little things that make the big, big difference in your life. See, a lot of us are wanting, you know, we're looking for something big to change. No, how about you find the little thing that you can begin to do with, with great effectiveness in your life? Do the little thing. See, I'm telling you that having a prayer life is not a huge thing. Do you notice that awkward silence? You, you know, uh, 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 getting in the Word of God. It's not, it's not huge. They have an app that will read the Bible to you while you lay in bed. You know, but somehow getting the Word of God in you. I said, just finding some way to get, to get the Word of God. You, you know, uh, uh, the Old Testament is like types and shadows, right? It's pictures of things. And, 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 you know, we think about David, and we think about David going up, and, and he got good with the sling, and, 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 and he reached out for a rock. And, and, and remember, he went and he got five smooth stones, right? You, you know, man, I've been in church my whole life. You know how many messages I've heard on the five smooth stones? And, man, some of them are awesome. Okay, I'm talking about some amazing teaching on the five smooth stones. And uh, you know, the five smooth stones represent the five-fold ministry. That was a good one. Remember that one? Uh, uh, hey, Kevin, how about this one? Uh, the five smooth stones, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the wounds of Christ. That was a good one. Um, uh, the five smooth stones. Uh, can, I, can I tell you why David got five stones? This is just my theology. In case he missed Okay, so, so uh, you know, so, so you got more than enough. Uh, well, okay, so, so, you, so you, got, you got the five rocks, right? He reached out for a rock, and, and well, what is the rock? You, you know, uh, somebody else quoted uh, uh, this morning, uh, only misquoted it, but it's okay because I do all the time too. But he said, he, he picked me up out of the miry clay, set my feet upon a rock. He established my going, and he put a new song in my heart, even praise unto my God. Right, so he put me, he set my feet on the rock. What is the rock? Well, the rock's the word of God. Hello, somebody. The, the rock is the word of God. And, and well, how, how are you going to take the enemy's head off with the word of God? And if you ain't got no word, let me tell you something you ain't got no hope. 
but it's just, it's a little thing. It's a little thing. It's, it, it's a little thing. It's going in and, and getting faithful in the little things. I'm telling you, there's something little in your life that you could begin to give yourself to that would position you for some great breakthrough in your life. Hello? Uh, because of time, I'm looking for this great verse here. Uh, Luke 19, 17. Did I give you that one? Uh, these guys, you know, they love me when I start jumping around. But Luke 19, 17, he said, this is Jesus talking, and he said, hey, uh, he told a story about the servants, and he said, you're a good servant. You're a good servant. You're a good servant because you have been faithful in a very little, so I'm going to give you authority over much because you've been faithful with very little. Okay, uh, in, in the last three and a half minutes, I just, I just want to probe your thought. See, what, it's the little thing that's going to open a big door, but it's also little things that have caused you not even to reach for them. How, you know, think about it. How many people in your world, in your life, and in your experience, in your own journey, how many people do you know that have moved away from something amazing because of a little thing? You, you know, uh, uh, like I was talking earlier, you didn't get the response you wanted from someone, so you just, so you step back. But, but wait a minute, what, what if, what, what if you, uh, instead of letting the little thing bother you, what if instead of letting the little thing offend you, you said, oh wait, this is a test. This is a test. So instead of being offended, I just choose not to and just hang in here for a minute and see what God does. See what opportunity comes of this. You know, uh, uh, I, I, I'm going to be faithful in the little things because, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's like the guys uh, coming in, you, you know, and, and Fredo's a great example, you know, somebody that comes in and, and I mean, he was living behind the school and, and uh, trying to deal drugs, gets connected to God, comes in, starts plugging in, and, and then uh, he wants more from God, and so he, he gets himself in the intern program. And what do they do in the intern program? Man, they just start hammering you with all kinds of little things. You know, it's the little things. And by the way, you ought to be very grateful for interns because the chair that you're sitting in was clean and prepared by an intern, okay? And, you know, the, you know all, all this stuff, their hands have been on, their hands have been on everything. Well, well wait a minute. I, I don't want to do that stuff. I just want the platform. I want a microphone. I want an opportunity. I, I, got, I got a word from God in me. You have no idea. You, you know, when you see somebody that's in the place you want to be, here's your first question. What did they have to go through to get there? What do, because if you understood what you have to go through to get to that place, you might not any longer want to go to that place. You might say, nah, never mind. And it might save yourself a lot of time. But there's a whole bunch of little things. See, you got to be faithful in the little things, right? you got to be faithful. And so I, I just, just, I just want to throw this one at you because one of the biggest challenges that, that, that people have, and it's and it seems to be predominant in church, okay? But you do realize that church people are some of the easiest people on the planet to offend. Annie even said amen. Okay, check, check it out. Uh, Psalms 119, uh, verse 165 says, Great peace, you don't have it, don't even look. Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing can offend them. Okay, nothing can offend them. Well, yeah, but I, I don't feel like I'm easily offended. Uh, no, let me tell you something. Uh, to, to be offended doesn't mean that you're, you don't necessarily have to be angry. See, to be, uh, when you are off-ended, you're off-ended. You're taking off the end that God declared at your beginning. See, that's all the enemy wants you to do is get you off the end that God's declared for you. 
He wants to get you on a different path. Any path will do. Anything, anything other than what God had planned. So he, so he takes you. Oh, and we're very easily offended. Let me just tell you two things that you need to recognize about offense. Number one, it comes as a feeling. It shows up, and, and you feel it first, right? You, feel, you don't just walk around offended because you just thought, well, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to be offended. I think I'll, I think I'll, I choose offense. No, there's, there's a feeling that comes. And so you begin to feel the offense, but that's not a bad thing. You don't, feel, don't put yourself down. There's no condemnation of feeling offended. Everybody's felt offended. We all feel offended. Some of us have felt offended today. If you haven't, if you haven't felt it yet, hang around a little bit, right? What are we going to do? We're going to feel the offense. But see, here's, here, here's the second side of the coin that you got to watch. It's your response to that feeling. See, words turn into thoughts, thoughts turn into emotions, emotions make our choices. And so it's like, are you going to let that emotion make your choice? Because your choice determines where you're going to go next, right? So it's a desire that leads to a thing, but it's a decision that leads to a place. Is that the place you want to live? Is that the place? See, many of us are living in the wrong place. Why? Because we gave the wrong authority the ability to make our choices. It's just a little thing. It's just a little thing. You know, it, it, I'm telling you that most of the stuff, most of the stuff that we get off-ended by is just little stuff. It's just little stuff. Did you see that? He didn't even look at me. You see that? See, see that? They picked them instead of me. See that? You know what? You have the ability to beat that thing. I said, you have the ability to beat that thing. You can pass that test. And you want to know what happens when you pass the test? It sets you up for a promotion. It opens a door. There's a great door. There's a great door. But you can't have the great door if you won't walk through the little door. So you got to get yourself equipped. you got to get yourself prepared. See, it, it, and it's like, hey, opposition's coming. We, you, you want to be prepared for the opportunity, then prepare for the opposition. Did, did you catch that? If you really want to be prepared for the opportunity, prepare for the opposition. Just get ready and know that, hey, when, when that feeling comes or, 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 or you know, and there's other, four, there's all kinds of stuff, that, but it, they're just little things. How about we figure out this week, what it, what's the little thing that you struggle with? You, you, you struggle turning that TV off? Let me tell you something. If the TV's out in the garage, it's easier to leave off. You, you know, what if you took a step? What, what is the area of your life? What is the area of your life that, that you just want, you, you just, I'll, I'll tell you uh, one of the little things in my life that God's given me victory over. And, and you, you know, I, I didn't think it was a big deal. Matter of fact, I used to say it's not a big deal. It's a little thing. God overlooks the little things. You know what? God does not overlook the little things. But it wasn't that long ago that you, you wouldn't, you, like if we were in the car and going down the road, you, you didn't want to honk at me. I mean, some crazy stuff would happen when people would honk. Okay. One night I decided I was going to teach the boys a lesson. We were leaving the church over on Clearwater, and it was actually snowing. It was snowing pretty good. It's piling up. And, and I thought, you know what? Uh, and they had friends, and they're all fun and giddy, and everybody's excited, and they're getting in the car. And this thought goes through my mind. I think I can teach them some lessons that I don't even have to use words. And I'm just thinking I'll drive safely and not get in a hurry, be patient, and, and you know, pull up to the stop sign next to McDonald's over there, and, and I could have pulled out. There, was, there really was enough space. I could, have, I could have, but I thought, you know, I'm just going to sit here. That's not, you know, I'm, I'm going to teach them some lessons without using words. Just be patient. Just wait and let that car go, and then we'll go. And while we're sitting there, the car behind me honked. And, and, and I, don't even, I don't even remember how I got there, but I'm, I'm knocking on their driver's window. And I'm like, you... You need help? 
and you know, and, and their fillet of fish is like falling apart, you know, and they're, they're you know, and they're all freaked out in the car, and, and, and I'm like, hey, you were honking, you must need something. What do you need? I, you know, I didn't really even know where it came from. You know, it just, but people would honk and all, I'm telling you. And uh, so God began to deal with me about that. And, uh, you know, as I was walking back to the car, I realized I had taught the boys a lesson and I didn't use words. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh man, I, you know, got to get over there. It was really kind of cool. Just a very simple little thing. But Shelby and I were coming back from driving Evan and Courtney to Tulsa, and uh, we stopped in a town called Colby, Kansas. If you're ever in Colby, Kansas, stop. They got a Starbucks. And uh, we're coming through Colby. It's 25 degrees below zero. The wind's blowing about 35 miles an hour. I'm at the gas pump. My earlobes are freezing off. And, and, and right in front of the gas pumps, you know how it is. You got the gas pumps, and then there's that little strip mall thing with the grocery stores and whatever. And there's a Starbucks on one end. And so I got ready to pull out, and there's a car right in, right the, in front of Starbucks backing up a pickup. And so I stopped there and waited for him. And he sat there for a while and just sat there and sat there and sat there. And I'm thinking, I got all day, and I'm frozen, so take your time. And finally, he pulled away, and I pulled in, and as I pulled in, people started honking at me. And I realized, oh, that's why he was waiting, because there was a car waiting for this spot, but I couldn't see the car because the truck was in my way. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, you know, and, and I'm sitting there figuring out what's going on, and I see the, the, the car go down. It went down to the third parking space past me, so not very far. We just went down and pulled in. So I jumped out and headed down there. I have no idea what Shelby was thinking. She probably thought, oh, my God. He's backslidden. And, and, and I went down, and as they were getting out of the car, I just said, hey, just really, I'm really sorry. I didn't see you. The truck was in my way. I was frozen. I was only thinking of myself. Uh, you know, I, and, I, and, the, and they were, like, waving me off. So I just went to Starbucks. And then pretty soon they came in, and, and they were all bundled up with these parka things on, and they started peeling it off, and, and, and it was a couple of ladies. And, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, uh, you know again, didn't mean it. And, and, she, and this gal, you know, she, she's like on the edge of tears. And she says, you know, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been honking. It was, it was New Year's Eve. She said, you know what? We've just had such a stressful day. And we're trying to get to where we're going. And this, this road is a mess. And it, it was. And, and I said, hey, it's not a problem. I just want you to know that, you know, and she's okay. And so I bought their drinks. And, you know, wow, huge investment, right? And, and so, uh, uh, so, so I went and used the facilities while they're making the drinks because Starbucks, when it's 25 degrees below zero, can I tell you something? Starbucks is busy, okay? Even in Colby, Kansas, which they have a sign on the highway that says the Oasis in the Plains. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But anyways, uh, <laughs> so I come back out, and, 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 and the lady, she reminded me of Kay, and the lady comes up to me, the second lady, and she's pulling on my coat, and she goes, Oh, you have no idea how, how you know, how much I, pre that was so nice. That was so, so great. And, and, and she's had, and, and, you know, we actually got to minister to him for a second. What, what, you know, the difference in the little thing, you know, you might not think it amounts to much, but we don't know the end of that story yet. You know, you know what I'm believing God for? I'm believing God that someday I'm going to be, somebody's going to pull on my coat in glory. Is he going to remember me? I was at the Starbucks when the old Tom would have, you know, reacted differently. And I just want to tell you, it was a little thing, but it made a big difference. What's the little thing in your life that you can go at this week? Come on, I'm sending you home with homework. What's the little thing that you can go after that can open that big door? You've been praying for a big door. You've been asking God for a big door. Trust me, the door's wide open. But are you big enough to do the little thing that'll get you to the threshold of that door? Will you do the little thing? Let me pray for you. Put your stuff down. Let me pray. Father, we just thank you that you are doing an amazing work in us. 
And God, we, we ask you to open our eyes and show us what are the little things that we can, that, that, that we can excel in. Where, where are the little areas that we could, God, we want great things, but all the great thing is a bunch of little things put together. So God, show us the first one. Direct our steps. God, help, help, us, help us demonstrate Satan's defeat in our emotions. Help us, help us God, just have a, a little discipline that'll bring a great reward because of the reward of passing the test is life and more life. God, I just pray for your people that, that, they, that they just get great, faithful in the little things. All heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Have you been living separated from God? Have you been trying to do it on your own strength? Have you been, maybe, maybe you've never prayed this prayer. Maybe you've prayed it a hundred times. That's not the question. We're going we're gonna to pray what we might call the sinner's prayer. Everybody in the room is going to pray it. But are you in a position today where you know that, man, I need to make this real. I, I need it. This is, this is just a, a little step, but it's got great, great uh, uh, results. And so I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I just want to agree with you in prayer. I'm not going to call you out. won't have you stand. But if you're here today and you know that this prayer should be your prayer, I, I want to agree with you. So while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, nobody's looking around, would you just hold your hand up? Say, I'm making this my prayer. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. So cool. Everybody in here, just pray this. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me vision. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God one more big hand.